Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Today, we're going to talk with motivational speaker and author Megan Gallagher. She's a TV host, writer, and anxiety advocate for parents and teens. We're so excited to talk to her because I think everyone, children and parents, could use some help with anxiety right now. Hey, Jade, how are you doing out there? I'm feeling anxious about 2020. I'm actually really excited to have someone come on and talk about anxiety. How are you? You know, I feel like that's probably the correct statement for everybody in the country. Anxious. Yes. I just feel like every day brings its new like freak out moments. I feel like 2020 is just kind of like this year where every day I'm like, oh my gosh, <sighs> why is this happening? <sighs> yeah, I feel like we're boxers in our boxing match or whatever. <laughs> and it's like round 400 and we're still just getting beat up. It's like punch in the face, punch in the face, punch in the face. Because now the whole West Coast is on fire. Oh my gosh. Okay, can we also talk about which gives me anxiety about this baby reveal gone wrong. Yes. Okay, so I don't know specifics, and I should have looked that up, but I do know that there was a baby gender reveal, and it started a fire, and the fire is, like, destroying California because of a stupid gender reveal. What were these people thinking? I mean, I get it. Like, I get, like, gender reveals are, like, a big thing nowadays, um, and people are trying to always go like bigger and better and crazier, but like to use something that's like explosive during high heat, dry climate, you know, where it's, we're all on high alert for fi- wildfires is just, just like pop a balloon, pop a, bu- inside you know? your house. Yeah. Inside in the <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> no, but it's really sad because. If you see all the p- pictures on um, social media right now and what people are dealing with and just like, I just worry there's been deaths and I've seen that, I've read news that like little towns in Oregon are completely covered in ash and my brother lives in Oregon and you their sky right now is just unreal. It's very, very scary. So it's just like we don't get a break anymore and... It just seems like it's one disaster after another, one sad event after another. So I definitely feel that I have more anxiety over like things I can't control, you know, things that are happening in the the world right now. There's so much we can't control because we're not like we're not we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So you're like only able to really control the things in your house. But like you look on social media and everything is outside of your house. Like, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, we're living in like the weirdest time. And I, and now like all these kids have started going either back to school and they're wearing face masks for seven hours a day, or they're homeschooling and they can't see their friends. No one's having any social interaction. Our boys went back to school and they're, they're having to wear a mask every single day and socially distance and do all these things. And it's really, Mentally and physically, that's got to be so weird. Like you can't even see your friends smiling at you. How is this going to affect them later? You can't hug your friends. Yeah, you can't hug anybody. You can't high five them. I don't know. It's such a. It's. I think that's definitely a huge concern with families right now and parents right now. And we just are trying to do our best, but it's so hard when, like you said, the options all suck. But hopefully, 
Megan will have some coping strategies for all of us out there who have any kind of heightened anxiety right now. So I'm really excited to talk to Megan. Um, Should we take a quick break and then connect with her? Absolutely. so much on this show about anxiety and parenting parenting and children's anxiety and I mean you've done TED talks on anxiety can you um, talk about what made you get into motivational speaking and focusing on anxiety yes so I really love speaking about anxiety because of my own experience I'm 24 currently but when I was a teenager I struggled so badly with chronic, horrible anxiety. And I was kind of the girl, I never really knew what was going on. I just, every day Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I wake up with like a pit in my stomach and I just thought it was kind of like how I just am. And I didn't really think I would, you know, live a different life, but just my own experience. And then I kind of told my parents one day because my grades were starting to slip and my social life and it was affecting, you know, every area of my life. And I was like, you know, I think I need help because I'm not eating normally. And I just, I don't really feel like this is, you know, my best possible life I could be living. So I, you know, kind of asked my parents for help and it was really scary, but I sat them down and literally the next week I had my first therapy session. (laughs) That's amazing that your parent, well, one, it's amazing that you recognize that and went for help because I feel like, I don't know, sometimes we teach children like you can do it by yourself. You can fix it by yourself. You don't need anybody else. I feel like sometimes that's kind of the world we live in. And the fact that you recognize that, ask for help, and then your parents so graciously put you into therapy and and tried to help you is amazing. Yes. And I feel really lucky because you know, doing the work that I've done, I've been motivational speaking for five years now. I started when I was 19 and now I'm 20. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Our oldest boy is 19 and I can't even imagine (laughs) that. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Him going around and speaking at school. (laughs) But I mean, God, that would be great for him. But uh, like, no, I mean, it's so, it's just so wise. You're so wise. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's just, I feel like I just owe this thing. Like I feel in my situation, I got really lucky and having spoken at, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of middle schools, high schools and boarding schools and all girls schools and anything in between, I, I really have seen firsthand, you know, the teenagers that like some, you know, most teenagers don't grow up in the kind of household that I did, or they don't have, you know, financially the means to get medication or to have a therapist. So I just feel Mm. like I had it really lucky. And so I just feel, and I'm a kind of a spiritual person, but I really feel like, you know, God or universe, I just feel like I was meant to go through all of this and just be this role model, you know, that teenagers can look at and think, wow, you know, this girl didn't let her anxiety or panic attacks or body image issues stop her from, you know, continuously pushing just for like a better life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like some of the things you're saying very much mirror the teenager that I was. I 
I had panic attacks. I had bad ones where I felt like I was going to die. I had huge anxiety. Um, I had what was called like dysthymic depression as a teenager. But I felt like I could never – I've kept it all to myself mostly. I felt like I couldn't talk to my parents about it. I felt like – almost like I like deserved it in a weird way. And um, so I love that you're actually advocating and talking with teenagers because – Sometimes we do need that mentor or that person that says, I had this happen to me and I got through it and this is how you can get through it. So I think that's amazing. With everything going on in 2020, how do you think teens are coping with anxiety? Yeah, that it's such a tough year. I mean, it's like one thing after another, but um, I'm actually in the midst of working on this kind of like a back to school, you know, virtual classroom workbook for teenagers, because I really felt like this time, like, you know, teenagers really need a how to guide a step by step process of how to navigate their emotions. And I really feel because I've been doing one on ones over zooms and virtual coaching and mentoring and teenagers are really feeling so just alone. It's like their whole routine Mm, of, you know, like going to school and their lunch, their break, their recess, and they know that they can hang out with their friends. Like all of that is just gone. So a lot of them, their grades are slipping because they don't really enjoy and they can't thrive in like their bedroom or their parents. Oh yeah. Right. It's just, it's so challenging. And a lot of them are feeling super anxious, anticipating what if in the future and what's going to happen. And a lot of them, unfortunately, are really slipping into a deep depression because, you know, their homecoming, their prom, their graduation, all these big exams, because high school and middle school, they're important years. And they just feel like, you know, everything that they've worked towards, like getting into that good college or they just feel like all of that is just fully gone. I mean, it totally makes sense that they would feel that way. Yeah. And like, think about, gosh, when you're back, when you were in middle school and high school, like you don't remember like, oh my gosh, I learned this thing. Like you remember the times hanging out with your friends or like your times playing football or your theater productions or whatever. And when that's gone, that's what I feel like builds character and, and, you look back and you're like, man, I really thrived in high school. It's not because of your, the, you know, learning capability. It's really because yes. of your community. Well, it's kind of like rites of passage, you know, like you have like this, you go through these rite of passages as a teenager. And like you said, these are things that you look forward to and you want to experience. And then when all of that normalcy is stripped away, I'm sure it's so hard to to deal with because those are things that, you know, are, are routine or things that you can rely on that are there or what make us feel like things are okay or things are safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I think I know everyone has their own different experience in high school and some people, you know, they have like positive experiences and for others it was challenging. But sure. I think like the one common denominator that anyone in the planet can agree on is, you know, those teenage years, 13 through 18, they really shape you into who you are. And you experience like what you said, like so many firsts and so many milestones. And 
you know, it's just you're experimenting and exploring and getting to know yourself. And to have like that, like the social part, which is so important, just stripped away. It's like, I, I just, my heart literally breaks thinking that these teenagers are like, you know, what are they going to, I don't know. It's like a part of them, are they never, ever going to get to experience though? Like, it's just, it's so sad. It is. It's, it's heartbreaking in a way. And I'm so like far removed from high school, but I can imagine what, you know, if I put myself in the shoes of a high schooler, how that would feel and how everything at that age is so like, you feel like all there is, is high school. I feel like, you know, your, your bubble's much smaller. So you said you wrote a book then for, for to help teens cope with this time. Yes. So I'm currently, it will be um, out and published on Amazon October 5th. So I'm very excited. Um, It's basically like a quick little interactive journal for teenagers kind of just taking their power back because I'm, you know, from my own experience, I'm a huge believer that our thoughts create our feelings, which then create our behavior and our actions and how we act. So I really believe, you know, we're simple. And if we ever feel like we're in a funk or we don't feel like ourselves, I think the first step is being self-aware. But I also, you know, you have to make sure that you're thinking positive thoughts because you can't, you know, expect to feel great, but you're thinking really negatively or your mind is in the past or you're worried about the future. Like, you know, it's like a two for one package deal. Like they both have to be positive in order for you to like feel positive. So despite, you know, the crazy times in 2020, I really, really, really want to give teenagers this workbook as a way for them to just kind of, you know, really make sure that at least, you know, the one thing that they can control is their thoughts and they can, you know, choose to eat a healthy meal for lunch, or they can choose to get a good night's rest. And I think that making like those types of choices and kind of focusing on the smaller things rather than what's going on in the world, it just makes you feel better. And it makes it makes it shrinks down your anxiety. Yeah, I think that's some really solid advice. I I I know like for myself, I try to practice gratitude every day because I can find myself letting my thoughts go way too far ahead of me and and control like you said control my behavior, control my mood. So definitely I think that's some great advice. Yeah. What are like tips to even explain to I'm sitting here thinking like how would I explain to our you know, 12 year old and 15 year old, like, Hey, if you're starting to feel anxious, this is how you control your thoughts. Because I feel like, yeah, that would be like a big ask of them. They'd be like, where do I start? Yeah. Like how as a parent, could you give them advice on how to even do that? I know that's a, that's a very good question. I think the best thing to do is to just break it down as simply as you can. So there's different ways you could go about it, but let's say, you know, you're a parent and you want to have like a conversation about mental health or anxiety or your feelings or just, you know, checking in with your thoughts with your teenager, you could just break it down to them by simply saying, you know, your body like every time you think a thought or just to be mindful, like your body has this chemical reaction where 
you know, if you think a negative thought, like what if I, you know, um, what if I embarrass myself or what if this thing goes horrible, your body kind of reacts with a pit in the stomach and it just gets that knot versus if you do think something positively, you feel kind of like expanded, like in your chest, you don't feel so heavy. But Mm -hmm. I think a great tip would be having your teenager literally in a journal or a notebook, write down actually what they're currently thinking about. Like whether it's a, it's a bunch of what if Mm. statements or their mind, they're thinking about what happened at Christmas two years ago or whatever, just actually writing down every single thought. And then you can kind of start putting the pieces together of, oh, you know, I'm stressing myself out because I'm thinking of all the things I have to do. And my body is like, I can only handle so much. Um, But I think, yes, making a list, like a thought journal, like a a thought catalog and just what what are my thoughts. And I think it's also really powerful to imagine that our minds, like a visual guided meditation, our minds are like, a file cabinet. So every single thought, you know, goes into a category and gets labeled. So, you know, it's either negative, it's positive, it's in the past, it's reminiscing, it's anticipating, it's assuming, like, just labeling our thoughts, I think is really powerful. Um, But I think, you know, with teenagers, just keeping it as simple as possible, and just kind of showing them and talking to them, about being self-aware, like with your feelings. And I know, especially for young boys, it can be, you know, a little bit different than like a young girl, but yeah, yeah, teaching them, it's like, it's good to check in with yourself and it's good to go on YouTube and find a little quick guided meditation for five minutes. And it's like just teaching them and showing them by doing it yourself. So they know, oh, it's like my parents do it. So it's good. Um, And just kind of asking them how they're feeling and just using that word, like, how are you feeling rather than how are you Mm. doing? That's, Hmm. that's smart. I would have never thought about that difference, but yeah, totally. I like that you say like parents showing that they do it too, you know, like it's okay to be human as a parent and be like, you know, I have anxiety too. Like I'm worried about things too, but this is how I cope, you know, and let me show you. I feel like that's really good because like a lot of the times we put our parents on these pedestals and we think they're perfect and we're just like the teenager dealing with all of our crap and we don't know how to like communicate with our parents. Exactly. And I think as a parent, I mean, I'm not a parent yet. I hope to be one day, but um, you know, I think as a parent, it's really good to find the balance between still being a parent, but also you know, letting them know that, especially when they're a teenager, like I remember I, you know, just didn't tell my parents a lot of things. And I felt like, you know, oh gosh, is it weird? But just let, as a parent, letting your teenager know that, hey, you know, there's still rules and you shouldn't tell me, you know, you're doing all these weird things, but like (laughs) letting them know that (laughs) they can like feel comfortable coming to you if they feel like they are having anxiety or depression or body image issues. But I think also, you know, parents and especially mothers have a really strong intuition. And 
I think like in my case, my mom always knew my whole entire life before I ever kind of asked for help. My mom always knew that I had anxiety. Like she just could tell, she could look at me and just kind of read my energy and was like, you know, Megan's the overthinker worrying and anticipating. And so I think as a mother and a parent, if you're a father too listening, it's just, you know, paying attention, being a present parent, being proactive and noticing the signs and, you know, your teenager may be suffering. And especially during the current times, really check up on your child and, you know, really like, Hey, let's go on a walk. Let's go get ice cream. Let's go get frozen yogurt. Let's go literally, you know, go anything and just kind of bonding with them. Like how, how was your day? How are you feeling? How does this make Mm -hmm. you feel? Like just really asking them questions because I know every teenager is different and some don't open up and some don't want to, but I think everyone shows their emotions in different ways. So it's important, you know, to really notice is my teenager like, you know, going down a slippery slope? Is this a personality change? Is it just a phase or is this really something that like needs to be addressed? watching one of your YouTube videos and you were talking about when you were like in the midst of like, you know, you're getting a panic attack and you feel it coming on and it's just crippling. You were talking about doing things like pinching yourself to kind of bring you back to like, can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe some tips that like, you know, if you see a kid having a panic attack, maybe like things you can tell them to do in that moment to like kind of bring them back down. Yes. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> that's funny you say that because that just brought back so many memories. But when I was a teenager, <laughs> that's literally something I did when I was sitting in class and I remember it like it was yesterday. And I, you know, I, I would feel this like wave of energy flow over me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's happening again. And I didn't even know it was anxiety. Like I thought it was I would call it like an episode. And I didn't know if it was like a heart attack or something, but I knew when it was coming on and I would just, my whole body would get super like pins and needles feeling and shaky in the room, my classroom, I'd be sitting and would kind of start spinning in circles. And I literally did not know what to do. And I was so embarrassed of, you know, my classmates seeing me or me like throwing up on the ground or something, worst case scenario. So I would literally like, put my hands in my sweater pocket and just pinch my hands so hard to the point where I literally was like, ow. And then that kind of brought me back. And although I do not recommend pinching yourself or harming yourself in any way, I think that that was my only like tool to kind of, oh, pinch myself, grounding, oh, pain. Okay, oh, that hurt. Oh, something else to focus on. But my best tips would be, If you're a teenager and you feel like you're having a panic attack, let's say you're at home, you anywhere, one thing that you can do first thing is really great is just literally, even if it seems so opposite of what your body wants to do in that moment, but just focusing on your breath and really just either, you know, inhaling, holding for five seconds and then exhaling or just holding your breath for like 10 seconds, really just, you know, pushing out your stomach, focusing back on your breath always helps me because the more that you do it, 
the less you pay attention to the thoughts and the more that you're focused on, you know, imagining your lungs expanding and, you know, just it totally. helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another really great thing is called grounding. And anytime you're feeling anxious, it's amazing to, instead of just like starting to, you know, what if, what if, start listing in your mind actual things that are around you. So for me, you know, I would be like, there's hardwood floor, like start listing actual physical things that you can see, smell, Mm. hear, and taste. So that's a great, yeah, that's a great tip. I so get that. Yeah. It's super powerful. Literally, you know, um, there's an iPhone charger, there's a book, there's a sink, there, you know, paper towels, hair, whatever. Because the more that you start listing actual facts, because anxiety is tends to be kind of like a liar and blowing things out of proportion. But when you list, you know, solid facts, you can also say, you know, today's September 10th, it's Thursday, it's 2.25 p.m. I'm here. Like that tends to really help me kind of come back to the present moment. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you're a parent who suffers with anxiety, what's the best way to manage things too? But I feel like all these tips you're giving are, I'm like, I could do that. This like applies to to me too. So um, I do want to ask you though, like what's the best way, I'm going to switch to parents, but what's the best way to manage your anxiety without it affecting your children? Because that's like one thing we always worry about as parents is like, we don't want our issues to, you know, our children to sense them necessarily, especially little ones. You know, I don't want my child to sense my anxiety. I would never want her to sense that. So how, what's the best way to manage it without having it affect your children? I think, honestly, I think children are really smart. I think they're very intuitive. And I think they always know, even if, you know, parents try to hide something or, you know, they're going through a divorce and they're trying, I think, children, you always know just your gut feeling. You kind of know when something is off. But I would say, honestly, depending on the situation, I think the best thing you can do is just be an open book. I think in the long run, you know, yes, it may be hard to have your child see you as being vulnerable or you're not the perfect, strong parent that you want it to be. But I think in the long run, it's so much better just to be truthful. And I mean, depending on how severe your anxiety is, if it's crippling and you know, you're like, can't get out of bed and all that stuff versus depending on the situation, I just think it's so much better. Cause I feel like if you, you know, lie or just try to cover it up, I feel like that could create even more issues for you and your child and your relationship for the future. Yeah. You've given us I mean, such great tips. I'm I'm yeah, so yeah. thankful that you came on. <laughs> of um, course. I've been thinking about our teenagers and how they're going back to school and all of this stress and everything that's going on. And I just feel so bad. But I feel like now I kind of have some direction for how to help deal with that. And I really didn't. I mean, Evan and I have been talking about how we're like, gosh, what do we even do? And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I actually have some tips. I learned oh. something on Mommy's Tell All today. <laughs> I love that. That makes me so happy to hear. Well, thank you so much for being on. I also want to ask you where people can find you and I mean, everything, Megan, where can we find you? 
Yes. So I am, so I have my website. It's meganwgallagher.com. And that's where you can contact information. If you're a parent or you're a part of a school, um, or if you're a teenager yourself listening, I'm currently doing one-on-one and group sessions over Zoom. I also, on my website, have my blog, my books, my YouTube channel, my TED Talks, all that good stuff. And then I also have Instagram, Megan W. Gallagher, and I have Twitter and Facebook, and I have my YouTube channel where I post you know, vlogs and anxiety tips and kind of fun lifestyle stuff. But it all centers around you know, just positivity and mental health tips for parenting and teenagers. Um, And I'm just very, very, very passionate about it because, you know, I think everyone has their own thing that they deal with in public or in private. And I just, you know, constantly my motivation is just never forgetting that feeling of, I felt like I was, you know, the only girl out of all the 2000 kids in my high school, I felt like I was the only girl who did not feel good enough, Mm -hmm. all those things. And I just will never forget that awful alone feeling. So, you know, i just really want to make it my mission in life to make other people feel less alone. Well, that's really beautiful. We're thankful for people like you. (laughs) Thank you both for having me on. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. All right. Well, I feel like Megan offered so many like beneficial tips for everyone out there. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening, leaving us a review and rating on Apple Charts always helps. We love you guys so much. We hope you're out there staying safe. Thank you guys. And remember to tell a friend about us. It always helps us grow our community and find other moms and parents who are looking for the show and looking for a strong mommy community to be a part of. Here we are, reaching out our hands. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. From From the the Westwood Westwood One Podcast Podcast Network. Network.